Ink Studs, CITR 101.9 FM. I'm sitting here in a room full of discarded manga and used wizard mags in a filthy curled up mess. Thank you, Brandon, for letting me record this in your room. Yes, thank you, Brandon. For lack of a better term. Uh, right now, sitting here with Lars Brown, the uh, I think auteur of Northworld. I think this is about half the size of a legally allowed room. Like Builder's Code? It's probably supposed to be a little bigger, right? This is kind of is a closet. This, it is a small It's a walk-in room. closet. No, I'd say it's bigger than a walk-in closet. Okay. Is this a walk-in closet? That's not a walk-in oh. closet. <laughs> um, Brandon's studio is a very uh, slender room. I do have a friend who... Uh, his, his studio is literally a closet. He has his desk right in there with the computer. And uh, it's quite impressive the amount of work he's actually able to get from there. Well, that's that's something I remember from creative writing. One of the only like really, I don't know if it was helpful class, but it was one of the creative like arts classes that I took. And there was like something about how some pro professional writers is like, okay, I, I wrote my big book, and now I've got my my big studio, my big room with my big panorama view of the mountains, and they get no work done. So they go down to like the furnace with like a tiny little like. Um, circular table and they're hunched over their their like typewriter and they make another novel. So I've heard that uh, Neil Gaiman, when he needs to do a lot of writing, he'll actually go and seclude himself mm -hmm. in like a crappy hotel in the middle of nowhere that no one can get in touch Ooh. with him. Cool. So there you go. Little the the comic -y information. Well, yeah, that's cool. So Lars's book uh, for those listening, North World. Now is it North World? Is that all you got out so far? Yeah, I've done like a. A high number of, or a high number of anthologies and stuff, which I guess I go ugh, just because I don't remember all of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. All the Northworld centric ones are being collected into the next volume, actually. Okay, the volume three. Volume three. Now let's uh, tell me about what got you into comics. Hmm. Um, the Archie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. Oh, nice. Actually, yeah, no, and it's like I didn't even know there was like the Mirage ones. Actually, I think I remember re reading some old Wizard magazine. It was like, Shredder dies in the first comic. I was like, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, don't trust Wizard. He doesn't die in Mirage? The Mirage I don't know. Oh, okay. I just don't don't trust Wizard. Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. This is already going wrong. <laughs> fourth, um, fourth volume of North World, Attack of the Wizards. <laughs> Conrad comes back from the dead. No, he's he's gone. He's gone forever. He's gone forever. He doesn't yeah. come back as like yeah. uh, as uh, you know. He comes back Darth as a dad. Vader. Comes back as a dad, not Darth Vader, just no. dad. Dad. Um. Yeah. That's le at least that's the plan. He shows up twice in Northworld Three, and that's it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> My main character gone. Maybe. No, it was. I don't know. I always thought of Northworld as like a collection of different stories about different people, rather than just Conrad all the time. It was like, Conrad, his is the first two books, and then that's it. He's got his character arc, he develops as a person. I'll let him go. Like so a it's, a, it's a world. It's a, it's a north world. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're first talking about that you're, you're going into comics, and what was the, the, I guess, the thing that really made you go, I want to be a cartoonist. I want mm -hmm. a life of poverty and, you know. That's a good question. It's funny too because I already I always kind of recognized that writing or making comics wouldn't make me anything, so I actually went and got a degree to be a teacher because I was like, well, it's good enough for Stephen King. 
Uh, should be good enough for me. Um, what do you teach? Anything. I'm a substitute teacher. So I'm like, it's like I'm in the substitute teacher's guild, and I just go anywhere. Like, the guild. <laughs> they got a job. You have a special it amulet that... <laughs> <laughs> it wards off um, crappy uh, kid behavior. Um, only when they're crappy. Uh, no, I love it. I really like it a lot. It actually it actually lets me work on comics quite a bit. Because, um, you know, I generally get home at 2, <laughs> 2.30. <laughs> which is really nice. Um, and I'd like, I know Brandon will probably be working all night in this little closet. Um, but I'm, I'm not a night person. Like, I, oh, in college I worked at a movie theater and I'd do all my homework at night. And stuff, mm-hmm. like, after I got home at midnight and I hated it. I couldn't um, do that. Yeah. When I do my homework... I take a day aside of the week mm-hmm. and just do homework then. It's just, you can't you can't push yourself. Well, I, I did push myself at the time. <laughs> I actually was writing something with Northworld in it at the time, a number of years ago, which is, I'm not saying more than that because it was super embarrassing. And it's and we can track it down? Never see the light of day. No. No? You cannot track it down. It's impossible. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was writing crappy fantasy back in college, and now I'm writing um, slightly better grade fantasy. So you uh, got the turtles. What was the the fantasy edge for you? Oh, C.S. Lewis C.S. and Redwall. Redwall was pretty big. Uh, C.S. Lewis, well, he's like he's still a big draw on me because he still has all these books that I haven't even read yet. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has like a huge. It's like as soon as you like read a list, and it's like. Okay, he's got seven Chronicles of Narnia books, then it's like uh, three space trilogies, and then like a hundred other books that just range all over the place. And the guy was just, he was pumping stuff out constantly. Very cool. Which I know he, he really annoyed Tolkien, who was like working on Lord of the Rings for decades. And C.S. was like, yeah, I finished another book. Don't be a player hater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. C.S. Lewis would ever say, "Don't be a play hater." Um, but I want to. Well, it was it. what he was back in the fifties, maybe. Yeah, the beginning of the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> <laughs> the original Wu Tang. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was part of <laughs> the European. Back, <laughs> back before old dirty bastard got into crack cocaine. <laughs> a little bit before that, yeah. Just uh, a couple weeks before that. Now. um... I guess you're part of the what they call the Ameramanga scene. Is that the term? Um, yeah, and it's really funny too. Uh, wait, did they call it that? No, I don't know. They call it comics. They call I like that. Term. They call like even in uh, J- Japanese bookstores, you look at the the katakana and it says comics in Japanese. Like they only call it manga. It's like it's comics. Yeah. Um, so no, actually I don't know. It's like I like Akira was on the Sci-Fi Channel when I was in fifth grade. It really freaked me out. It was like it's a giant baby, it's a <laughs> baby. Yeah, that was really different from uh, Archie's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, but yeah, then I there's there was a time when my friend was really a friend of mine was really slavishly trying to do the anime style. Um, hi Kyle, and uh, <laughs> I was like, I, at the time, like as even I was like, I don't want to drive manga. I'm American or something. Um, but no, I totally love manga. Manga's amazing. Um, I just kind of draw however I draw. Um, but I totally entered Tokyo Pop's Rising Stars of Manga one year, and I got into like the top twenty. This was like it was like the second or th- it was like the third thing like I'd really drawn, and uh, there was like these live journal bloggers who were like, "This is not manga," and they were <laughs> totally pissed that I was in there, and they're like other manga create like 
followers were not there, and I was like, I'm here. And then, m- like, two don't be a player hater. <laughs> That's what I said when I was in Japan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was in Japan when I was a finalist in this manga contest. That's funny. Um, yeah, it was, and then I, I uh, I'll, I'll tell you the story later. It's funny. Um, <laughs> when the mic's off. When the mic's off, I'll tell you the stories. Now, how long did you spend in Japan? Because I know uh, in that side B anthology, there's a nice little story in there about your. Yeah, that was uh, the the story of the side B thing. Is um, I was just it was about New Year's. Um, it was the about the first week I was there, and I was just wandering around the coming out of the train station. I heard music, and it was like this sounds really cool. So I go up uh, the escalators in the mall, which is right like connected to the train station. And yeah, there's uh, these taiko drum dancers, and like these, it was a, a crazy amazing, I'm like the only white guy in there, I'm watching it, it's like, oh, this is where I live now. <laughs> uh, and then I was there for another four months. Wow. And uh, it's funny how you So that was like when you first got there? Uh, yeah, that was right when I first got there, because it, it was still like winter and cold. It's interesting, uh, like, uh, I know, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this to you already, and it said this on the radio, when you guys were all in the chaotic... Dungeons and Dragons, got it. No, no, about that story is I really found fascinating is that it was compared to a lot of the other stuff where it's talking, you know, someone's sad memory of listening to, you know, the Smiths and a long bus trip. Your thing was kind of like a celebration of just this odd thing that doesn't necessarily hold to any particular person, but more experiential. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was having a hard time coming up with something. I think the... The side A story that I did was about how I annoy people by singing music all the time. I haven't heard you sing, thank God. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh, so yeah, the second one is yeah. I don't know. It's to me, it's like more about experience than like uh, when I heard something. I, that seems so intangible. I guess it's good that people like were trying to uh, convey that and they were conveying it like that for themselves personally. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly how I would do a comic to show. If I was doing a comic specifically, like, what I feel when I hear Built to Spill's uh, plan open up on the, their album, like, I might be able to tell you about it, but I don't think that would really matter. It'd be better for me to play it for you. And if it was a comic, I would probably rather try to emulate that feel into a com- into a story. Yeah. And I'd be like, this is what the plan feels like to me, but I wouldn't say that. It would just yeah. be like... Here's some guys throwing kittens at a cyclops. But this is what the plan is like to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kittens at a cyclops. You haven't read that story yet, have you? No. Actually, that's not my plan. My like story that makes me feel like the plan. But um, no, that's totally in, in the image. One of the image anthologies, Pop Gun Two. Ah, uh, see, I didn't read any of the Pop Gun. In fact, I think you probably heard me going on about how I don't. How you read. love it? Yeah, how much I love the Pop Gun anthologies.
Hopkin was good. I'm glad that I'm like, I'm like, it's funny to be like part of Image in a way. It's like, all right, I can just walk behind their booth at places and people be like, what are you doing? I'm like, Popgun too. <laughs> Holla. You're gonna, go, you're gonna go sit down with what works and I was uh, sitting down. Shadowhawk. Yeah, sitting now. I was sitting down next to Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> Mayhem. Holla. He was. He was good. He was cool. He was cool. Was that at San Diego? Yeah, it was San Diego. That was pretty funny. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, the Tyrese Gibson thing. Like, um, he was charging. It was charging ten dollars to basically get a three dollar comic and a picture of Tyrese Gibson. Which isn't really the worst. That's not really the worst deal in the world. It's like you could spend fifty dollars to get Mark Hamill to sign a, like a picture of his face. Ooh, he's an ugly man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or you could get a you know maybe an entertaining comic from Tiger Gibson and get really excited because all of his you know people around him were and him were really excited. So I thought it was pretty nice. I thought it was fine. I uh, I liked picking up at uh, Emerald City one year uh, Brian Poussin's uh, mm. comic, the the Santa one. Yeah, it's weird it was drawn by Rick Remender. Was it good? I actually haven't read it yet. Oh, you yeah, haven't read it yet. I that was like two years ago. Wait. Mm-hmm. But, I don't uh, know. But yeah. yeah, it was weird that he was there. It was really weird, too, because the table we <coughs> sat at was right across the way from him. So we spent the whole weekend just staring at him. <laughs> I eventually got him to take a picture holding up a sign from my friend Luke. And All right. Saying, Luke, you're a douchebag. And I wonder if he's going to make more comics. One would think so. Yeah. Apparently him and... Uh, I haven't seen them, but him and Pat and Oswald are... Huge comic dorks and Patton's new DVD yeah. has artwork by Ivan Brunetti on the cover. Cool. Yeah, I know Patton's all he's all over the place. He was like at the Eisners or something, announcing yeah. it this year. I wasn't at the Eisners. Why not? Because um, I was um, at the Oni press party. There we go. Wait, was that the night? Yeah, yeah, that was the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, that's the one where I was eating uh, beef snacks right next to Zachary Quinto. It was like, it's Spock. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Spock. Did that go over well? I didn't talk to him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything to say to him. Like, hey, good job on, you know, good job on Spock. Good job there. How's Heroes? <laughs> How's Heroes? None of us watched the third season. <laughs> I, I, I kind of wanted to just keep watching because I can, like, play things and draw. But my wife said no. She was <laughs> done with it. She, it's, I got about five episodes in. I think it's the same as everyone really just stopped. I got to where the ice girl breaks apart in the parking lot, parking garage. I don't even remember. Oh, okay. And then, oh, uh, yeah, I think. Was that it? Was that yeah. the stopping point for you? No, that wasn't the stopping point. I think it was just something else was on. Like, uh. <laughs> well, we watch. We only watch TV on the computer because we yeah. don't have a TV. I That's right. It. I'm like, oh, I'm all highfalutin. It's like we got a ton of books and no television sets, but I'm on the internet all the time. Yeah. Um, watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> now let's. I'm just gonna jump right back into um, comics. <laughs> into comics. Uh, we don't need to talk about torrents today. Um, Torrance, who's anything about Torrance? I watch ad-supported uh, internet television. Sure you do. I when I can. When you can. Um, now, was Japan... Do you speak Japanese? Do you read Japanese? Uh, let's see, I think I can still say Watashi wa Nihongo Hanshimasen, which means I can't speak Japanese. Um, which always, that was like, that was like my, my number one joke at the bars with my friends. And they'd be like, ah, you can't speak Japanese. Um, no, I can, I can still, I'm still surprised I can read some of the, uh, like mostly the kana, which is like their simple alphabet. Yeah. Um, I can still read that and sound things out, but it doesn't mean I, I know what I'm reading. Um, no, it was a little too daunting. I was like, 
I was going to, you know, I was teaching on a military base, um, and then I was drawing comics and walking, wandering around Japan. That's like, I could go back there and just do that all year long, like wander around Japan. Oh, it sounds like it'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. I've heard other people talk about it. Like wandered into these, this farm community once and people are like avoiding me and I get to like, I see a reflection of myself and my hair is like crazy. Like Who's <laughs> <up. laughs> a crazy white guy? Hi! Hey, what's up? <laughs> now when did you um, decide to start doing the Northworld universe? How did that kind of develop for you? Mm, Northworld was kind of rolling around in my head for a long time, especially like... Not so much Conrad, but just kind of the idea of a guy coming back home, having to deal with things. Um, There's like a lot of, and his father, I mean the relationship between him and his father is like a big plot in the book, and that was sort of something I wanted to do, except there was, it's like I I almost want to say what the, like, the story that it almost was, was about, but it's like, I'm like, I still like that story, (laughs) because it's it's kind of totally different, and I... We'll probably do it at some point. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was almost like in reverse. It was like a guy who didn't want to become a swordsman. Um, but Destiny <coughs> Calls. Hmm? Yes, yeah. Destiny Calls. I, well, well, that was actually the problem. I was like, I, was like, I don't want to have Destiny Calling. I wanted to do the opposite of Destiny. Destiny Calling someone. Yeah. It's like, mm, like, I'm a little done with Destiny Calling people. Um, mm. I mean, I have like one story, one idea of a guy who gets called by destiny. That's like, well, I don't want those people to be. It is true. Like, it is kind of a an easy out for storytelling. Yeah. Well, it's it's also it's weird. It's like I was, the I was, force. Yeah, the force. I was thinking it's like an easy out for storytelling, but it's like the hardest thing for those characters, and then it becomes like the most hackneyed thing that you can do. It's like, oh, I feel so bad about having to save the world. It's on my shoulders. It's like, eh, it's been done. It's a story that's We've all done. seen Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So my guy becomes an accountant. <laughs> Mid- <laughs> mid-story, I'm pretty happy with that. Bam! <laughs> now, how did you uh, learn your padoodling? My how to draw? Um, yeah, no, the biggest thing, and uh, I'd very, be very thankful for uh, my friend Kyle West, um, is that he really... He really like inspired me to be drawing and making like comic stories like yeah. when we were young. Although we started out doing superhero stuff, and I just draw pictures and think of the, the stories in my head. And then in, like fifth grade or so, we were making like like a long like Animaniac style like a uh, cartoon dog stuff. Um, but then Zoinks. I started huh Zoinks Zoinks um, and yeah they weren't very good. I mean they were, we were fifth graders. He was pretty t- he was pretty talented. Uh, or he is t- he's very talented. Um, and uh, yeah, he seemed to know what he was doing back then, which I didn't. So I kind of stopped, and then I read C.S. Lewis, and I started writing uh, prose. Although all my prose, rather than being directly C.S. Lewis inspired, was like inspired by Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana, like Super Nintendo RPGs. Um, so it made it really bad, like maybe worse than an eighth grader should make. Um, and then yeah, just randomly, some so at some point, the end of college, like I'd been doodling, I'd been drawing things, but I was trying to find an artist to write my my awful com- or to draw my co- awful comic strips and so just some at some point like I was, I was out of a job um, and I was just walking around I was like mm, I'll draw a comic so I went back to my dorm I started drawing comics um, I think it, it really exasperated my ex-girlfriend <laughs> my girlfriend <laughs> then at the time <laughs> it was like now what is he doing <laughs> comics come on baby everybody loves comics <laughs> yeah so I, I ended up uh, 
I actually made a pitch right after that to Image, which got turned down, and um, that was that was fun. I got that was the first time I got Eric Larson's uh, form letter. That's good. Uh, the first time. The first time. <laughs> uh, Do you have a collection? Sorry, like the market's very big and diverse, but right now yours your comic's not working for us or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so I just I put it together as a comic. Um, and they were all pretty bad, like badly drawn and stuff. Uh, you know, I could draw a reasonable looking person, but no, no real camera angles or anything. I was trying to cut and paste a lot of stuff. I was like, I was like, I can save time by making the character and cutting and pasting and stuff. And no. I, I know I have a friend who does no. a comic called Monster Commute, and I think he does a really good job of it with like Flash, and he's got his own thing. But it's not me. It and bothers me that uh, yeah. seeing that in stuff. Um, and so it was, uh, then Doug Tenaple, the guy who made Earthworm Jim, um, I've probably said this on interviews before, but he like, he showed up and gave a lecture like right next to my college in North Idaho. And it's like, I'm going to go see him. He's like my favorite comic artist at the time. And there's still, you know, still one of my most favorite ones. And, uh, so yeah, he pushed me to go to like San Diego and keep drawing basically. And so I was, did. And that was in Moscow, right? Yeah. Moscow, Idaho, which is uh, a location of some of the things in North world, which is a lot of fun. What's interesting is, um, I don't know if I mentioned <coughs> this to you, but... Um, I think I heard the guy you're talking about, right? Denny Eichhorn, he spent a mm -hmm. lot of time there. And yeah. I don't know if you ever read Real Stuff. No, I didn't read Real Stuff. But yeah, I know he talked about uh, working at John's Alley. And um, I always wanted to, like... I, I Someday I'll put in a bar that's called St. John's Alley, because that's what I kept thinking it was called. Um, but yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah, I totally remember that. So you went to San Diego. I went to San Diego. And... Um, I don't know. No one wanted my stuff then because it wasn't very good. And then the next, <laughs> the next year was Northworld, actually. Like, it, it happened really fast. It was like the first year was this really bad, like, horror kind of comic. And then I leave to go to Japan. I come back next year and I've got Northworld and another sci fi comic, and they're not very good. But then uh, I kept seeing Oni Press and I kept showing them more work. And, like, suddenly I started inking with a brush. And, like, so I had more work. It was looking better. And they were like, yeah, let's do this. Like, well, uh, I was like, how, they were like, how long is your story getting? And it was like 180 pages. And I'm like, let's split it into two books. And then it became like 300 pages <laughs> by the end. Yeah, it's like 360, uh, 360 pages, yeah. And now we're on to even more books. Well, yeah, well, that was always the plan. That was like yeah. the plan from the very beginning, because I think right about the second, the second year, or the first year of getting back from Japan, I ended up in a number of anthologies. Um, and so I had like four Northworld random like stories, and I was like... These might work as like a collection. Yeah. And yeah, that, no, that was the plan from the very beginning. It was like third book would be a collection, and then from there it's kind of now, up in the air. The idea that it's kind of like a universe within itself with the characters. Mm -hmm. Would it? Would this be something where folks are reading it could read a random book? And oh yeah. Be completely lost. Yeah. No. I'm Other yep. than book two. Right. Which is the second part of the story. I think I sold a guy book two instead of book one. <laughs> I don't mention because we were out of book one. So I was just, I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, here, go ahead. And there it is. Yeah, you sold it. Yeah, I sold it. Uh, but then I felt bad afterwards. I was like, it's probably going to be like, what's this? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. We made, there's one big mistake I made at the end of volume one is I didn't put to be continued. So I think some people think the end of volume one is the end of Northworld, which is kind of funny because it's like the it's got a big one on the side. It does have a one on the side, but that doesn't always mean anything. Yeah, I guess that's true. I've got at least three, two or three books at home that say one on there, and they're, they're the only ones. Um, yeah, so no, it was yeah always from the beginning. It was like Conrad's story, and then more people's stories. It's just now. After having done the two books, I'm like, some of these characters in 
Conrad's world. Like they'll work outside of yeah. outside of the story, which I'm planning on. I like that concept of not necessarily a continuized dialogue of because really a lot of folks that do that you kind of push the character push the character push the character so well it's not well what not what what is the impetus for Neo to change in the next ma- you know the last two Matrix movies it's like he's become a messianic figure it's like what is he really struggling with at that point yeah um, right. you know, he's no, accept- he's he's accepted destiny and then but then they're like like well maybe the destiny is not certain I, I'm trying to remember I mean I, I watched those movies years years before I did Northworld so um, I'm trying you know but it's like yeah it, it, I that always bugged me it was like well he, you don't need to have another Matrix movie he was or really the, or he didn't need to be in the other yeah. Matrix movies yeah exactly because um, that was neat like I'm not a <coughs> Matrix fan mm-hmm. at all but it was neat to see the other stuff the like. You know the other world <laughs> uh, of Matrix. Yeah, um, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's because I always like seeing someone well, from Oz. There was there was the uh, animated Matrix. That was really good. I thought some of them were not very inner. Like they weren't <laughs> very there. Like I didn't really care. Like the the one where they're delivering a message, like that computer animated one. I was like, I don't care about this. But there was the one. The one that really astounds me was the girl who was chasing her cat into the abandoned like house, and like those like things are defying gravity there, and it's just like a little character piece. Yeah, I thought that was really fun. I thought that one, that one was really great, um, but some of them I don't know. Maybe they just had bad writing, <laughs> like art, <laughs> like <laughs> like Japanese RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm s- sorry. I just I feel like there's. There's some things that Japanese RPGs got a- got away with, and I kind of can't play them, most of them anymore. Um, like Final Fantasy. Yeah, Final Fantasy games. It kind of disappoints me, because I watched this awesome retrospective of old games. I was like, man, Final Fantasy VII would be a lot of fun, and then it's like, I can't fight these enemies over and over again. First of yeah, all, yeah. just the same character time. With a yeah. different color. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, the story's not really... It's It feels very, like... I don't know, just very... It, it feels like the kind of story that 200 people would write when they're making a video game. It's like, well, this is the story we have to go with. It's like, <laughs> so this doesn't make any sense. So what do you think are some uh, video game storylines that work? Mm. 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 <laughs> I, liked, I liked Final Fantasy Tactics, even when I replayed it. Isn't that the Although one that's like the easy one? <laughs> it's not that it, well. It's, it's sort of easy. I, I, it's easy to me now after I played it so much. Some people find it really hard, but like the storyline itself is like really weird and complex. And sometimes, no, I, I kind of liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, I forgive it. <laughs> Chrono Trigger. <laughs> Chrono Trigger had an awesome story. Um, at least as far as I can remember, it's been years since I have played it. But uh, yeah, I remember that one was that one. At least got me. I was like, okay, save the world. Got it. Go back in time. Yeah, you got it. Um, good stories and games. Yeah, they're there. Um, Should we just change the topic? Homeworld. Homeworld was pretty good. Homeworld was good. Homeworld was good. There we go. Yeah. Now you were mentioning you're kind of on the finishing stages of book three. When's that coming out? November. 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 Mm-hmm. November. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't named any of the months in Northworld, but the days of the week are all based off of what they're sort of are in English. Like Tuesday is Tears Day, like the God of War and the, the Norse myths. 
Are we'll you not? Are you not familiar with that? Sorry. It's like a yeah. It's like four of the days of the week are like uh, Tyr, Odin, Thor, and Freya. Or, no, I might got the the F one wrong. I don't know. I'm, I'm I like that. Like that. It's like uh, there's the mythology like for our everyday, but it's like no one notices. Well, tell tell the people what the concept of Northworld. Oh, yeah, Northworld is like a modern day fantasy. So it's like the guy wears a button up shirt, but he goes into this into the woods with a sword and beats up a giant bear. Um, and it's yeah, it's just this idea. It's like. If you're like bored sitting at your office, it's like maybe grabbing a sword and going out into the woods and fighting would be fun. But it, apparently, I'm finding it's like a super. It's it's almost like a super like childish thing. It's like like what this one guy was saying. Uh, his uh, son comes up with these stories where it's like they go into the woods and they fight monsters. That's <laughs> like that's like the extent of it. And that's like like kids. But it's like yeah, but like the epic of Gilgamesh is like that. Um, like it's like the oldest story on earth it's mm -hmm. like 6,000 years old and it's like Gilgamesh and Enkidu get into a fight and then they're best friends forever and they fight other things did you do lit for your degree um, no like I read some stuff <laughs> I didn't I didn't have to read epic of Gilgamesh I think I read some Gilgamesh when I was in high school actually what you, what's your BA in? Um, it's a uh, teaching history oh. which is kind of useful is it? I'm yeah. taking history well um, I thought it was good to get some basic ideas how to research things yeah. in like a college library. I thought it was pretty useful. Um, and I still use that. Like I can, I can still go into a college library and figure out how to research things, which I'm kind of happy about. Know your primary sources. But, uh, yeah, it was totally worth. Uh, <laughs> it was totally worth student loans. Knowledge. <laughs> 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 um, no, actually, uh, getting a teaching degree is totally useful because it yeah. allows me to teach, which uh, is you know one of the careers that are totally barred if you don't have a degree so or at least in the uh in the states it is I've never really known you 
But I realize that the one you were before had changed into somebody for whom I wouldn't mind to put the kettle on. Still, I don't know what I can save you from. I don't know what I can save you Is that where you grew up? Uh, no, I I was born in Southern California. I grew up partially in North Idaho and um, around in North Idaho. And then yeah, it's like every two years I seem to move. Why Spokane? Such an uh, odd choice. I've been there once when I was a kid. Because people people who are creative leave there in uh, in terror. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> come back to Spokane, Todd McFarlane. <laughs> He's Canadian. Um, he was there though. He went to my uh my wife's college. But he's Canadian. <laughs> I know. Don't take. Actually, no. You can have him. He I don't want him. He doesn't even live in Canada anymore. Does no, he? does he? I think he lives on some planet that revolves around the Earth, moon, space falls, and has this like telescope, kind of like something out of a Fletcher Hanks comic, and threatens to punish Neil Gaiman every couple of days, but can't succeed. I saw. I saw him at San Diego. Um, behind his line that was stretching around the building to see him. Todd? Yeah, Todd. Todd McFarlane. Not Neil Gaiman. 
He was invisible. <laughs> Wizard's cloak. Was <laughs> <laughs> he playing the cloak on? <laughs> yes, you cannot see me. Um, where were we? <laughs> oh yeah, grow, growing up. Very well. Yeah. Just yeah. Wondering no, what I don't know. I feel like I always travel. Oh yeah, why Spokane? It was because my wife. <laughs> Because she's out there. But we like it. It's family. Yeah, well, family's still kind of in North Idaho, mostly. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably go back there, get a farm. No, how? Uh, race of cattle. <laughs> race of cattle. <laughs> I'll fight off bears. <laughs> save my cattle. Um, it'll be destiny. Of course, you'll be fighting off bears. Destiny is calling. No. No, not destiny. <laughs> it's not destiny. It's not destiny. Mm. Um, now, you spent a bunch of time, I guess, at the, the, the Yosh house. Yeah, I spent some time at the Yosh House. It's uh, it's weird. It's this yeah. was the home of Brandon, Corey, Corey Lewis, James Stoko, and uh, Marley was there. Marley was there. Uh, then there was a guy. I think the tall guy was uh, his internet name was Duck Snake, and uh, Filthy Rich was there, and uh, David. And there was a bunch of there was a, ton, a nine people there. How was that immersing yourself? But you didn't well, live there, did you? It's weird because that was like. Those are like the first artists I'd really hung out with at any, to any great length. Yeah. Like uh, other than you know my like uh, my friends and stuff at home. Uh, so yeah, it was it was really crazy. It was like actually it almost got me to like want to move out to Seattle and like because I had my teaching degree at that time. It was like yeah, yeah I could substitute teach out here. And, uh, but mm, no, I stayed in Spokane. <laughs> uh, it was cool. It's probably for the better now. Yeah, staying. I probably would have. I probably wouldn't have not been around them much. I probably would have been like every morning, like eight o'clock, been like, "Hey guys, want to go get some breakfast? Like some not French toast." They haven't gone to bed yet. Yeah, <laughs> they're like not conscious. Yeah. Um, no, it was cool. And yeah, I was like, I was drawing at Brandon Graham's desk and stuff, and Marley was telling me um, to like <laughs> draw Hardy Boy comics or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I was trying to draw a sci-fi comic, which wasn't very good. Did that, for developing your own comics, did that help just being it, having people to kind of bounce stuff off of? Or uh, I, I didn't have too much contact with them, like, after that, I think. Yeah. Like, I I came, like, a, like, half a year later or so. But no, it was, I don't know, it was just a, it was a real good, like, it was like, here's people who are making it work. Yeah. Um, and it's, a, you know, a big part of it's just perseverance. No. It's like they'd probably been they'd probably all been doing stuff for several years before me, so I was kind of getting into it pretty okay. kind of fresh. And now it's been like I mean that's, that was like four nearly like three and a half years ago, and yeah. like I've been working constantly since then, and it's kind of pay paying off. Um, well, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't I can't I haven't paid off my student loans yet, but uh, uh, they'll never be paid off. Don't worry. It wasn't too bad. I, University of Idaho was like eleven on cheap colleges in the United States. Um, so it was like, yeah. It's so weird. The the schooling concept is very different in the states than it is here. Oh yeah. Yeah, just the state university. Oh. It's different. Huh. It's let's let's get into this. Let's talk about education systems. <laughs> no, that's quite all right. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, Northworld. I told you at some point I want to have like the education system, and it's like you know, it's like. Like I want to have these guys who are like it's like I'm gonna be a wizard and one kid's like I'm gonna be a thief. I'm like well, be a thief. Like why? Why is that important? And the kid will be like I got your wallet. <laughs> the the prestigious Paladin Academy. Paladin Academy. Uh, I don't know that or wizards. I want to do wizards next. 
All wizards. All wizards all the time. All the time. Now you're gonna have lots of uh, peeing puns. Wizards. What? They whiz. Oh. No. Sorry, that was. <laughs> the whiz. No, I think <laughs> the whiz <laughs> is a term of um, respect. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me the Wiz. I am the Wiz. I am the Golden Wizard. Oh, where did I go with that? So, what, are you working on anything that's uh, non-North World? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about it? <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, no, no. <laughs> it's not ready yet. <laughs> the cards are clipped. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting all this excitement. I'm telling people about the stuff I want to work on, but sometimes it's really hard because um, if I don't if I don't work if I if I use up all of my steam on like the project too soon, I like will never get it done and I'll be super sad. I'll be like, man, I told people I was doing X project, X Men. No, um, <laughs> I was doing I was doing this project and it never happened. And I'm going to have to face them. But everybody usually forgets. So you're worried about the Shark Knife 2 disorder? Um, <laughs> I'm worried about um, Sword Tiger, which is my comic. Uh, Shark Knife 3, Sword Tiger. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I, Big numbers uh, number five. Yeah, I don't know. It was something that happened with Northworld, which it was like, oh, my comic's like a month late. I feel so bad. Um, no, I, I'll keep that to my chest, but... I, there is one thing I worked on. It was a six-page comic for a Lava Punch anthology. Um, this group of group of artists from the the Bay Area that invited me into their collective, and uh, so I did a comic about a spaceman who goes crazy. So you got to get your uh, sci-fi bug out. A little bit, yeah, yeah. A lot different from what I was trying to do a long time ago, but yeah. No, I'll probably always want to do like sci-fi or fantasy. Like typically, like it'll be like it'll be like the normal world. With like fantasy or sci-fi over it because it, it it just lets you break out of the mold like so much easier and keep things surprising. Uh, it's like I guess maybe someday I'll I'll have the the writer grit to do a good moving story about like family stuff without having um, <laughs> guys throwing kittens at giant cyclopses. But uh, <laughs> I don't no I don't think I'm there yet. One day. One day. One day you beat the giant cyclops. Actually, I, yeah, I wrote I wrote this whole novel that was supposed to be it was like Wes Anderson inspired, and it was so boring. Like I made the most boring novel on earth. You wrote a novel. I wrote. I wrote. Uh, yeah, I wrote. I wrote a couple. That's like, a lot of work. Yeah, well, it was. It, well, I wasn't drawing. I was just writing. That was one of my. It was trying to be a writer. So I wrote. I actually wrote two whole novels. How old are you? Twenty. I'm 26. I mean, I'm, I'll be 26 in a month. So. You make me sick. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it was like, it, well, like when I did the second one, it was like I'm gonna write 500 words a day, every single morning. Wake up, um, drink a bunch of water, <laughs> and then uh, write 500 words. Well, yeah, that was my that was it for for a bit, and I yeah, I got it done. The end I wrote when I was really angry at my ex-girlfriend for breaking up with me. Um, I guess I had drawn the comic and I was finishing the novel. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was like my impetus. I was like, I'm gonna finish this novel. Eat that it, girl. <laughs> I got to the end. It was like my friend Kyle read it and he was like, "This is boring." <laughs> and yeah, now I'm like, now I look back, I'm like, it was really boring. <laughs> 
Well, it's a growing process. I mean, you're still yeah. quite young. I know. I mean, I'm not old like you, Robin. <laughs> Trust me. My knees were breaking getting coming I'll, down the stairs. Here. I'll go grab your walker. Thank you. The walker doesn't help me on the flights of stairs. So <laughs> I want to install one of those things where I just sit on and it goes up. I doubt that'll ever happen here. To my building. So can I lend you some manga? No. And you know what's manga is really good? It's One Piece. That sounds that sounds filthy. One are you fil are you familiar with it at all? It's a Shonen Jump book. It's uh, about this guy who wants to become a pirate king and uh, find the One Piece treasure. And uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's like 500 chapters long right now. And it's like in Japan that And you wonder why I don't like manga. <coughs> Not all of them are 500 chapters, but this one is. It's been going for like a decade. It's a, it's a pirate comic about a onesie. It's maybe... <laughs> no one knows what the How, One Piece is. How long does it take to find the Unitard? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you tell me. Uh, I'm not gonna read. I'm sorry. Um, oh, for those that don't know, I have a an I, odd dislike of manga. An odd dislike of manga. It's not just Which clear. Which made things awkward over this last couple of days mm -hmm. hanging around with you and Brandon. And what what the audience doesn't know is that for the last five minutes we've just been, just been looking at each other in silence. Thinking manga <laughs> with big eyes. Manga. When I talk, my mouth gets real big, <laughs> and then I move with action lines behind me. What doesn't the Flash move with action lines? That's all I'm saying. I have about ten at Flash comics. You have ten. That's uh, ten more than me. There we go. We all have our guilty pleasures. You know, I I think I I have one DC book. No, I have a couple DC books, but I have the one uh, Cosmic Odyssey that Mike Mignola drew. That's a good one. Is that's that good. over your head too? Is that I've I've probably got more Mignola than you could imagine. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I buy. Too, I have too many comics. We'll just leave it at that. Okay, I'll wait. You're for just the... upstairs, right? You can give me some. No. Oh. No. Wait for the shelf porn. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. yeah, do something for that. Top shelf porn. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for uh, chatting with me, Lars. The book through Northworld will be out in November from those fine slackers at Oni. Wonderful people at Oni. They're wonderful. They're good. I, I got to see them a couple of days ago. It was it was good. Mm -hmm. It was good to see like the people who make the book rather than just be talking. Feel like you're talking to robots on AIM. Yeah, no. I actually, all the guys I met there are really nice and stuff. So, it's a it's a good outfit. Definitely, definitely <laughs> outfit. All right, thanks, Lars. Thank you. One, two, three, four. Our stepmom, we did everything to hate her She took us down to the edge of Decatur We saw the lion and the kangaroo take her Down to the river where they caught a wild alligator Sangamon River, it overflowed Caused a mudslide on the banks of the operator Civil War skeletons in their graves They came up 
rapping in the spirit of the aviator. Go, congratulator. 